So, before we get to the club, mm-hmm. the restaurant, mm-hmm. why don't you tell Manistee who you are? Okay. Where you're from, uh, what you've been doing. I've heard some wild shit already. Uh-oh. No, but good stuff. I'm about to say, like, <laughs> wow, that's a way to start. I've heard yeah. some wild stuff already. That could go a lot of different directions. Well, fun stuff, I guess. I, should, I guess I shouldn't say wild. It's more like fun stuff. Oh, uh, good, good. I, you know, some of the uh, the big names that were dropped yeah. uh, from your background. But I'll been, let you. I've uh, been super, super fortunate in where I've been and what I've done. So first of all, I'm uh, Chef Jason uh, Tillman. Um, I'm originally from uh, Michigan. I was born in Ann Arbor when my dad was going to dental school at U of M. And then he graduated dental school and moved up north. So in, you know, West Branch. So West Branch and, you know, Manistee. West is probably bigger than West Branch. But so uh, we have property out off of uh, 55. So I've been coming to Manistee since I was, well, ever since I can remember. Sure. You know, I mean, I think Manistee is where I where I learned to be a man. I mean, you put me in the middle of the woods right now and we will eat. And as a chef, we will eat well. You know, we'll, we'll, we will survive. We'll get, you know, heat and we'll have a good time. Um, so, I, you know, Manistee is very, very dear to my heart and it's very special to me because it's just a great, you know, great environment, great place to raise kids. It's a good, you know, just down home community that I think is, is, is special. And so, you know, with, with doing Lakeside Social here, it's, it strikes a very sentimental spot in my heart you know um and it's just i feel like you know there's going to be a big appreciation for what i want to do and what we want to bring you know from the amount of jobs that we're going to bring to the community to the style of food that we're going to do to the environment to the to you know lakeside social it's a social fun inviting environment that's going to be great so that's that's me in a nutshell and then go ahead (laughs) (laughs) well i mean since since you brought up the lakeside social we can we can touch on that but i do want to learn a little bit more about your background Uh as a a chef yeah and uh what you've done and what sure you know that's led up to this yeah but um you know i I pulled up the news advocates article again this morning just Mm -hmm. to kind of take a look at it Mm -hmm. and uh I think it looks amazing. Thank the, you. The architectural rendering looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I guess to this point, uh, let's talk about why you picked that location. Yeah. And then, I mean, as a vegetarian, my wife is a vegan. Oh, and, you guys uh, are going to be uh, awesome. I got you I got you so, right up your alley. So reading the article again this morning, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of fresh. You're, you're definitely touching, uh, um, you know, for some people. Well, I mean, it's about, you know, going out to eat in my, my, my mind is about the complete experience. And, you know, if you don't have something for everybody, you are alienating people. And that's not cool. So what we wanted to do is create something for everybody. So if you have a vegan or a vegetarian in the group, they have something that's well orchestrated, well thought out. And it's not an afterthought or like a bunch of vegetables thrown right. on a plate. You know, oh, I'm a vegan. And the chef in the back is like, I got to make pasta. You know, or, you know, having a dish that, that, that is always the same. It looks the same. It's got a lot of mind into it and a lot of thought into it that, that focuses on the same principles that we would do uh, for a regular dish uh, where you're looking for, you know, you know, smell, look, feel, color, texture. And so that really kind of makes, you know, it makes it different and unique. So that's that's kind of what we wanted to do with there. And the other thing, you know, you had said, you know, uh, uh, you know, why menace in this whole thing? And eventually, when we open, hopefully, you know, the location we selected, we can do this same thing sitting on the patio watching the sunrise. I right. mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful environment. I mean, and I feel like, you know, Manistee Lake is very 
underutilized right now and there's not a lot of stuff that's out there but it's yeah. a beautiful spot i mean i was driving here today and it's just gorgeous you know the bald eagles flying around you know the sun is shining it's just a gorgeous and a good feel um to watch the sunrise i mean it's you know and that's where it I mean, it's right in your face so that's that's kind of why the location was i love the location just be, well for me the look and i've said this oh, before I've heard. on podcast yeah mm-hmm. so my family owned the motel that used to be there years ago and it's and it's slowly mm-hmm. you know been developed up which is great yeah i love it i love the way it looks now yeah i'm excited for it i mean i used to watch the fireworks were across the lake over in east lake when i was very very young that's uh, gonna be a hot seat yeah on the fourth of july yeah, lakeside sure. social patio uh, is going to be a hot seat for the 4th of July fireworks, right? I mean, that's yeah. they're right there. It's uh, it's ex- it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting to um, to but like so. But why did you guys pick that location? Yeah. Uh, well, the location you know wasn't a hundred percent me picking lo- lo- the location. Yeah. You know, the location was uh, you know, our partners and they had came to me and said, you know, uh, would you be interested? And so uh, I didn't really know where it was until I came up and I came up with my wife and we we, we we saw it and as soon as we saw it, we just knew. I mean the visions and just the you know, the grandeur of what is in our mind and what's gonna happen there is so big, it just made sense. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, uh, like I said, you know, Manistee needs something and it needs, well, it needs a lot of stuff. But what my point is, is that it just needs to continue to evolve. And in order for, I mean, there's no reason why Manistee shouldn't be, you know, a Ludington or one of these other beautiful, great, you know, lake uh, shore communities with a very, very vibrant, booming summertime, you know, environment. And I think we have it, but I think we're missing a lot, you know, and, you know, being at that location on Manistee Lake draws Lake Michigan, you know. So now we have Lake Michigan, and it's easy to, to, to motor out to Lake Michigan, but it's also easy to come in. Right. So you'll be able to draw from a lot of other areas of boaters. You know I mean? Yes, you have the road and you have the traffic, but there's going to be docks out there. So you'll be coming in from the Lake Michigan, from wherever. You, it's, it's easy to come, you know, hour from south or hour north and get in your boat. We're just going to go have lunch. That's a great afternoon. Get on Lake Michigan, go for a ride, go right up to Lakeside Social, have something to eat. I mean, that's fun. So that was a lot of that location. I like it. I like. So how did they bring you in? Have you been connected with these partners for a while, or uh, I've I've known the partners for for quite some time, and we've we've talked about doing some other projects, uh, but it just the timing wasn't there. You know, I mean, we had COVID, um, you know, last year, year and a half. So I, I was in Texas uh, for the last year and a half, and I opened five restaurants in Texas, and I was going to do a high end steakhouse down there. Uh, a really good buddy of mine, um, you know, that I've known for twenty or so years, uh, we had talked about doing a, uh, a restaurant and we'd always talked about it it was kind of a, a passion project and just the timing didn't work so uh, he called me down COVID was horrible we had no jobs in Michigan it was you know I mean and I have you know a beautiful wife and three amazing kids and um, you know so I you know needed to provide so sure. what am I doing so it just kind of worked out it went down there um, but the, the the investor down there was a well, he's the largest commercial real estate developer in the state of Texas, so pockets were very deep. But then right. he ended up getting sick and having some problems and ended up at one point pulled the plug on everything. So came back home, and um, so my wife and I were like, where, where are we at? What are we, we going to do? 
And um, so that's when my wife and I decided to open a company called uh, Chef and Ginger. So my wife has red hair. I'm the chef, Chef and Ginger. It's phenomenal. So what we what we are doing is is opening restaurants or consulting with restaurants to either menu plan, menu develop, hiring, you know, going through the whole opening process of a restaurant. Uh, and, uh, you know, at that point, either staying on or going out of the way. This project is dear to me because, you know, yes, we're 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 going in as a uh, chef and ginger, but you know, we're also a principal. So this one, okay. I'm not going anywhere. This one, okay. I definitely will hundred percent. There's no, yeah. you know what I mean? Right now, this is, uh, you know, it's a chance of a lifetime. It's just a beautiful place and a great environment. So, you know, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. So we will, uh, we'll, you know, put a lot, mo- almost all of our resources into this to make it successful and make it, you know, what we, what we have envisioned. So, so what does the menu look like then? Uh, I mean, brunch, you have yeah. Brunch is more fun for, than lunch. Did you? I mean, brunch is more fun than lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because you can like you don't feel guilty having a mimosa. Yeah, having a mimosa, right? So you know, uh, it's going to be breakfast uh, pretty much all day, or more brunch all day. Uh, we're going to do three meal periods, and um, you know, so you can you'll be able to come in, and, and you know, so you know, a Titanic French toast, which is a uh, a challah bread, you know, a, a brioche bread that we cr- cut off all the crusts, we cut it into big squares. We put it in a Royale batter, which is egg, cream, and a bunch of spices, and then we soak it. And then all of that egg absorbs into the bread, and then we, we cook it, we pull it out, and then we poke holes into it and fill it with raspberry preserves and orange marmalade, and then we put these uh, uh, cookie crisps on top, and it literally looks like uh, Cake. A t- yeah, it looks like a Titanic, <laughs> but we're not calling it the Titanic. We're calling it the SS uh milwaukee so our ss milwaukee french toast is kind of a dessert but it's really kind of still french toast but um you know so so there'll be that there's going to be a lot of local and this is where i would love your help you know we want you know uh you know local purveyors of maple syrup you know where do we where are we getting some great walleye where are we going to get the morel mushrooms and I, I say that because we're into the spring right but all of those different items will be on the menu it's not going to be a tremendously large menu um you could because you know what I i'm f- down for that yeah, yeah well what i find is, is is that well i want it to be simple but more importantly i want it to be amazing you know, I find that a lot of restaurants go wrong because they try to do too much. Sure. They try to appease everybody. So I've got to have a, a taco, a burrito, a burger, a grilled cheese, a steak, a, a, all of these different things, which I think are great. But we want to focus on doing less amazing. So we're going to do fresh hand-cut French fries. Like, who doesn't love hand-cut French fries? You go to the county fair, and you're standing in line for these fries because they come out hot, they're crispy, they're amazing, so we're going to do them, right? I mean, it's just amazing. So, you know, we're going to do big... I'm a, you know, there's a trend right now, I think, with smash burgers. Right? Sure. I think people are doing a lot of smash burgers, and I like them, but I'm also a big patty guy. I want a big, I'm a big burger guy. So, you know, 10, 12 ounce, big fat burger, nice fresh cut French fries, uh, you know, and then a couple, four or five different dipping sauces for the fries, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, there will be a steak. We're going to rotate some kind of a seasonal item, a, a steak, because, you know, we have to think of cost and yeah. where we are. And yeah, a lot of absolutely. that stuff has to come from a lot of different areas. Obviously, we're keeping it as local as possible. But, you know, uh, I want it to be fun, approachable, 
yet affordable. And I want, I want, I, I want it to be, a, you know, not even a perception. I want it to be a value. So when you get a burger, it might be 16 to $18 or 13 I don't know. Don't quote me on any of the prices. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very comparable to what's happening in the area. But it's going to be big, and you're going to say, wow. It's worth it. I, it's worth it. Yep. Good I definitely food, good value. Good food, good value. And you know, I, I I would much rather have you say, Oh my god, it's too much food than not enough. Always people will always come back if it's too much. If it's not enough, they go, Oh, whoa, you know, get a little bit, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so what other dishes? Uh, you know, there'll be some form of an eggs benedict down there. You know, we have to do some kind of eggs benedict because I love it. But it might be a seasonal, maybe a crab cake, maybe a walleye, you know, definitely excuse me, a little bit. A little bit more creative on that stuff um and you know healthy stuff you know what i mean and vegan options i mean um you know there always is going to be there's a template so what i like to tell people on how i cook is i'm seasonal modern american chef so seasonal is pretty straightforward we are you know summer spring winter fall there's different produce there's different things each yeah. season right uh, uh american is literally an adaptation of everything else on the planet. We're a young country. We're, we're young. You know, but a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, we're still babies. Like, yeah, yeah, you're a baby. You say, oh, well, you know, American, let's make mac and cheese. Yeah, really? <laughs> you know, I mean, mac and cheese, they've been making mac and cheese in France before we were born. You know, really? so uh, it's an adaptation of everything else on the world, in sure. the world. So, um, you know, it allows us the opportunity to kind of do a little bit of everything. And then, you know, the, the modern side is what we were saying earlier about catering to, you know, the needs of, of, of everyone. So vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, you know, all of those different things that allow us to have something for everybody to come in and enjoy a, a, a meal. So, And then, uh, you know, as I was going through the uh, article here, mm-hmm. August they're shooting for august we are shooting for as soon as possible you know i mean obviously there's a lot of factors that go into that but you know um you know i can't i can't put a hundred percent time stamp on anything right now but i just know that you know we're working very diligently to get it uh open as soon as possible how's the uh parking situation gonna look there i mean there's a parking lot already and i know that there's parking and we're working on that as well but there should be definitely parking i mean we have space for 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 parking i mean I just I just think about it when from what's currently there, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, the boat launch. Yep. You know, so access there. Yeah. I just I just I think about it growing up there as a kid and yeah. trying to turn south on 31. Yeah. Out of that parking lot mm-hmm. um, or driveway it was yeah, kind it, of a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what I'd like to see, and I haven't, I don't know yet, but obviously, you know, uh, it's a great environment and it's a great new potential or new business for the community so hopefully if we can get some help from the city i mean i've always said the same thing and i you know i'll go out there and say it but uh i think a light there would be would be phenomenal you know i mean i don't know if that's a you know good or not to say but a, a light would be would be phenomenal excuse me that might be an m dot question yeah M dot. <laughs> come on m dot <laughs> Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a neat place. The, the menu sounds sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, the, the pictures that I've seen, the architectural renderings look yeah. really sexy. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy to see those. It's really going to brighten up that spot yeah. over there for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, businesses kind of moving more towards mm-hmm. uh, that 31 corridor there. Yeah. Both north and south and getting into the township. So there's a lot of traffic that goes by there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I would think that it's going to be a busy place. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know, it's going to be a fun place. You know, throughout, I mean, I've been cooking 
for the, all my whole life. And you know what I find is is that if you know, if we can create an environment that my wife and I enjoy to go to, it'll be it'll be successful. And what I mean by that is is you know we work hard, and so when we go out, we want kind of comfortable, approachable. We want a fun environment that we you know that we feel um, feel important. You know, and so we're going to do some of those things at Lakeside Social that will make you feel important and simple things that don't cost a lot. So you know, if you get a glass of wine, it'll be a nicer glass. It'll be a nice glass. It doesn't have to be a Rydell or a, you know twenty five dollar wine glass, but sure. it's going to have a feel of that you know, $25 wine glass, you get an old fashioned or you, you know, I, I saw in the past, you might be partial to bourbon, uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, uh, but you're going to get a nice glass, you know what I mean? That, that has a good feel and just makes you, you know, feel comfortable and welcome and special. Will it be a place where you can kind of just hang out and have cocktails? Or is oh, it, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, how you hang out and have cocktails all day long. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, the cocktail program is going to be uh, uh, amazing. It's not, you know, it's not as... Uh, it's not going to be as craft cocktail-y as you would think, you know, a higher end. I mean, it's approachable sure. and it's about comfort, but it doesn't mean that you still won't get a nice, you know, square, beautiful one rock ice cube if you order an old fashioned. You know I mean, it's going to be, you're still, those cocktails are still going to be made with, with care, passion, desire, and love. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're definitely going to be, you know, uh, some thought that goes into it for sure. What, what, what does the, uh, the inside look, look? How, is it yeah so restaurant seating obviously tables and chairs and then in the, is there a bar okay so when you when you walk in the first thing that you're going to walk in is, is you're going to have a huge horseshoe bar almost okay. a, a round bar uh all of the front all of the doors facing um the water are going to open or be available to open and so nice. you'll be able to look right at the water like you're sitting right great. yeah sitting right there uh so as you're sitting around the bar this beautiful bar there's there's some high tops on the right side. Uh, as you keep going past the bar, there's going to be a large fireplace. Now that wood burning, it's a real wood burning fireplace, uh, will separate kind of the bar area and the dining room. So you'll have the feel of the wood burning fireplace at the bar, or you'll have the feel of the wood burning fireplace in the dining room. So you, you can have a little dual action, but you know, you know, I just feel like there's nothing like, especially being up north and, 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 and coming here my whole life, there's something to be said about a wood burning fireplace yeah. and it just that the crackle the heat the comfort the just that just this you just feel cozy um so that's you know uh, on the on the dining room and then outside there'll be a gas fireplace that basically when that gas fireplace is lit we're open and when it's not lit we're closed so that's kind of kind of be that beacon almost like a a, a lighthouse but um you know when it's lit we're open and when it's closed when the light's off we're closed and then there'll also be a fire pit out in the patio as well so that's going to be you know all that you know i think it's going to be a fresh place to hang man yeah it sounds great you're doing a remarkable job explaining it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean well it's you know it's easy to explain because it's always i mean it's our vision you know yeah. it's my wife and i's vision and it's you know something that we've wanted to do for a long time we just got so fortunate and so blessed that it happened to be here in manistee and that we get to be able to to bring this product to 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 a great community you know what i mean I mean, obviously you know my brother's here and i have family here and you know uh, my nephew and his wife so you know they've been here for a long time and you know it's just super exciting to be able to to do what i love closer to family you know so 
You're going to have Dairy Queen ice cream at your shop? I'm just... That's a shout wow. out to uh, yeah, Mike shout and out, Jay. shout out to Dairy Queen. You know, <laughs> oddly enough, I was with them. Uh, I was uh, with them this morning, and um, I was going to bring you some, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, I I don't know if he even eats Dairy Queen and wants to show up. Say, so here's a Dairy Queen, and be like, no, I don't eat sweets. But now I know. Next time, I'll definitely bring something. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a sugar addict. Oh, I don't put any any of that stuff in my house anywhere because if it's there, I eat it all. There you go. Hundred yeah. percent, but I do go to Dairy Queen on occasion. My daughter works there. Oh, yeah. there you go. But I want to learn a little bit more about you. Okay, I just yeah. So a friend of yours told me that you were the head chef for uh, George Steinbrenner. Is that true? Ah, uh, that little baseball team. There's a baseball yeah. team, and I'll, I always say it this way because it's kind of funny. But you know, there's a baseball team that I worked for. In New York, small little program, you know, uh, in, in, in uh, the Bronx, and yeah, the New York Yankees. So in, um, in 2009, I opened a NYY Steak uh, for the New York Yankees. So I was the last, um, one of the last people in the old stadium to leave, and then one of the first, well, company, but people in the new stadium. And so, yeah, we opened in 2009, happened to be, um, happened to be, you know, the year that we won our 27th national championship. I mean, you know, I mean, I have to throw that in there. I know I'm going to probably upset some Tiger fans, <laughs> but uh, it was a phenomenal experience. I mean, what, what people don't uh, don't know is, is when you're opening a brand new stadium, the amount of people and bodies that go into producing that and building that is immense. I mean, it's a billion dollar project or however many billion. But what I didn't realize is as you're going through the construction of this this structure people put their stamp on it and they put their love into it and it's amazing because what 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 i'm saying is is behind picture frames and walls and urinal in the bathroom all these guys writing you know what i mean they're writing things on the walls like i was here in this year and i didn't but it was super cool and then when you were when they started to tear down the old Yankee Stadium, you saw all of this history of people. I mean, it was like 19 or whatever. Like, yeah. I was here. It was, it was phenomenal. It was a great experience. So, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, uh, we we, we uh, prime, you know, meat, steakhouse uh, environment. That was a, a great experience and phenomenal. So, uh, when it comes to our meat program at Lakeside Social, it's going to be pretty, um, pretty on point, you know, which I'm, uh, you know. Who doesn't like, you know, meat and potatoes? Yeah. You know? People do. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, Like I yeah. said, I lean more towards vegetarian, but that's more for health reasons. Same thing for my wife with, 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 her, with her diet. Um, but that's not to say that I never enjoyed a thick, juicy steak. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. So, uh, what else? Yeah. Well, I mean, keep rolling. Keep so, rolling. you were so, in New York, and then um, you... So, uh, I, I, you know, I basically, you know... I went to Central my freshman year uh, of, of college, and I thought I was going to go into biology and medicine like my dad and realized that that wasn't for me. Ended up moving down to Florida. I was going to community college. Well, you know, what kind of do I do? Where am I at? And I ended up uh, going to Indian. It was Indian River Community College. Now it's Indian River University. And they had a culinary arts program that, was, uh, that they were starting, and they were doing it as a trial. You know, you know, is this going to work? You know, is this something that, you know, will take off? And so they were basically trying to get kids to do it. 
was tuition free, so that was right up my alley, and all I had to do was pay for my books. And you know, you know, my mom's 100% Italian, my dad's German, so a lot of passion, and I have spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my mom, and a lot of hard work and dedication and different things outside with my dad. So I was like, well, you know, let me try it, and yeah. that was it. Fell in love, and so it was an apprenticeship program accredited through the American Culinary Federation. So I had to be working in a restaurant to actually be in the program. So I would go and get most of my training on the job and then a couple days a week or a couple nights a week in school, which was phenomenal. But there's two sides of that coin, right? So right. if you do it that way, it's one thing to get into a, 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 a kind of an apprenticeship program at an Applebee's or a place that's not very nice. Right. I was fortunate enough to be in Florida where, you know, the East, the Space Coast, Vero Beach, uh, Fort Pierce area where there's a tremendous amount of high-end country clubs, you know, and, and really talented chefs. So that's where, I, you know, I started working at this club called uh, Orchid Island Golf and Beach Club. And the uh, executive chef at the time, his name was Jose Faria, great friend, shout out to Joe, uh, one of my first mentors. And he was a gold medalist in the Culinary Olympics in 1988. Just, I mean, phenomenal phenomenal and he took me under his wing and you know with him i was fortunate enough because florida was seasonal yeah yeah i would work for this for the regular season in florida then the off season joe would send me to different places so the first place i went to was the ritz carlton in st thomas so i spent i know right tough life yeah go to the ritz (laughs) so i spent a i spent a a, 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 you know eight or so months down at the ritz carlton in st thomas and i came back then I, I went to uh, Basin Harbor, Vermont, at the Little Basin Harbor Club. So I spent, that was Lake Champagne. That was another phenomenal place. Um, then I came back, and then I went to uh, Highlands Falls, uh, North Carolina. Um, so I spent, a, you know, spent time there, then came back, and then I finally graduated. And then when I graduated, you know, I, uh, through the time that I was there, I met Jose's mentor, which was it's just amazing. So Jose Ferreira, first mentor, and then he learned from a Japanese chef by the name of Hidemase Yamamoto-san. And, you know, Chef Hide and I got along very well. He likes to play golf. I like to play golf. He likes to fish. He likes... So we, we, we kind of hit it off. And then when I graduated, Hide was the uh, executive chef at the Chatham Bar Zinn in Cape Cod. So he said, Chef, do you, you know what I mean? Uh, do you want to come up? You want to, you know, I said, well, sure. So I left Florida and took my first chef job as the executive banquet chef at the Chatham Bar Zinn at literally, I'm not going to date myself, but I was a baby. I mean, sure. I was like, oh my God. And went to Chatham, right? And Chatham was a phenomenal experience, you know, $19 million in sales, you know, banquet. It was crazy. It was just crazy. Um, but, you know, worked with, 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 with Chef Hide and he was absolutely amazing too. So while I was at Chatham Bar's Inn, you know, I had a great experience. I left Chatham, and then, you know, at that time there was, you know, uh, I had wanted to be in New York City and had been to New York, and I said, you know what, you know, let's check it out. So then I ended up, you know, leaving Chatham and moved to New York, uh, and I took a job at uh, Union Square Cafe. Well, if anybody knows restaurants, Union Square Cafe is run by Danny Meyer, which is probably one of the best restaurant tours in the world. I mean, you know, Shake Shack, Union Square, I love Madison Park. I mean, he's... You know his company and what he has done for the for the business is is phenomenal. Okay. But he was, uh, you know, it was a, a phenomenal learning environment. Everything from scratch. It was just a beautiful kitchen, amazing. So I was at Union Square Cafe, and then I was at Le Cirque, which is another great place. Yeah, I've and, heard of that. Yep. Then I was at Restaurant Danielle. Uh, then I was at the Twenty One Club, uh, and all of these experiences were were absolutely amazing and, and great. And through all of that, um, I ended up meeting uh, David Burke. Uh, and so David, you know, it was kind of funny because I was at Union Square Cafe 
And um, he, they called me from the Chatham Bars, and he said, hey, listen, you know David Burke? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm in the city. I know him. I don't know, I don't know him, but I know of him. And he said, well, David's coming to Chatham to do a dinner. Why don't you call him and see if he needs any help? And I'm like, this is David Burke. Like, what? And I'm like, okay. So I went over to, he was at the Park Avenue Cafe at the time. And so I went over to Park Avenue and I said, Chef Burke, you know, do you need any help? I'm, I'm Jason. I know he did. I know you're, he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, be here, like, whatever date. So I had my car at the, in the city at the time uh, still, which, uh, whatever. And um, <laughs> he, I show up, you know, 6 in the morning. He loads my car full of all kinds of stuff. And I spent the weekend with him in Chatham and just got to know him. And he says, you know, great job. Come work for me. Come work for me. And I said, well, he was working for, uh, you know, uh, uh, Park Avenue and one CPS and, and, and Smith and Walensky and that group at the time. And I said, well, chef, I want to work with you and I want to learn from you. I don't want to learn from some other chef that you've trained. And he said, all right. And that's kind of how it has actually ended up. But, uh, you know, so wanted to do, you know, wanted to be with David and I didn't talk to him. I went on and did my own, my other things and so on and so forth. And I was randomly walking down the street. This is how it happens in New York. Right. And so I'm walking down the street in New York and I saw this guy who I knew David knew. And I said, you know, what's going on with Chef Burke? Where's he at? And, uh, he's like, I don't know. Do you, you know, do you have his number? And, you know, gave me his number and I called him and he's like, where are you at? And I'm like, well, I'm on 61st between, you know, second and third Avenue. And he was like, Oh, I'm opening a restaurant 61st between park and Lex. Come down. And I said, what? So I literally walked down. He hired me on the spot and we opened up, uh, David Burke and Donatella, which, you know, we, you know, we, that's who we went on Iron Chef America with. And I mean, it's just, just kind of funny how it worked. And I was with David for, you know, a number of years, you know, did, um, you know, all of his red Burke and David Burke in the box, David Burke at Famagerie. I mean, I just got very fortunate and he, you know, ended up being my, 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 my third mentor who now is a personal, you know, friend. He cooked the food at my wedding for my wife and I, I mean, he's just amazing person and amazing, you know, friend that I still talk to. So those three gentlemen, this is crazy enough, the three. So Jose, Hidemasa Yamamoto-san and David Burke, all three phenomenal chefs in their own right. But we were getting ready to to uh, do this project in Texas, the steakhouse yeah. I was telling you about, and I, I had a, I had designed a chef's counter, you know, a seated counter, so it was right by the pass, and you know the the whole idea behind it was to just hang out and have fun and talk. All three of those had signed up. They were going to come on opening night and just support me, and you know, I mean, I could call any one of those right now and say, I need work, you know, but different. But I'm just saying they're yeah. just. You know, very, very lucky. So that's it pretty much. That's a hell of a crew to learn from. Yeah. That whole clip right there just elevated the Lakeside Social, I think. (laughs) You put some expectations on that place Well, based on what you just said. I mean. Which is rad. Did I hear you say Iron Chef America? Yeah. 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 You go. I mean, I think I'm season season two (laughs) of Iron Chef America. I was with David Burke and we went against uh, Bobby Flay and um, Battle Lamb. Battle Lamb. Jesus. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. So, you know, uh, what what they don't tell you on Iron Chef America is is that, you know, they don't tell you what it is. Right? Okay. Obviously, they don't tell you what it is. But they do give you an idea. They'll say it's one of these three things, which okay. I think is, it's you know fair. what I mean? Which is fair, right? Um, I hope I'm not breaking any rules. I think that that's public knowledge or whatnot. But anyways, um, so what that means is, though, but you don't know what they are, right? So we had, uh, uh, it was Lamb. Uh, pork spare ribs or live eel so for and it's only they only tell you the week before so (coughs) i must have killed you know 1500 eel (laughs) the week before i mean and you know what you don't realize is eel don't die 
<laughs> they don't die. I mean, it's crazy. So in Japan, when yeah. you start dealing with eel, there's a special, it's literally like a nail. And you have to put it through their eye and nail it to the cutting board because they don't, you, you can't, the slime, you can't hold it. And you nail it to the cutting board to clean them. It's the craziest thing. And I must have killed, you know, so many eel, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, Lord, don't let it be like eel. Be eel. Oh, my God, don't <laughs> let it be eel. Oh, I was so scared. And the other thing was is, is pork, pork spare ribs. Well, okay, pork spare ribs, that's great. You know how many pork spare ribs I cooked in a pressure cooker that week? I mean, it's a pork spare rib. You got an hour. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to chew on a gnaw? You can't gnaw on a, a pork yeah. rib. So it's got to it be, yeah, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be tender. So, I mean, and then, you know, you got, you got a pressure cooker, you and, you know, pressure cooker's pressure cooker. So you're trying to open it and I'm like, oh man, is this going to blow up? You know, so anyways, but it, we got lucky enough that it was, it was a uh, lamb and we did some, some awesome things on, on that show that were just gorgeous. I mean, we went up against Bobby Play, we lost, but, um, you know, I always tell the funny story because, you know, if you watch the episode, I am l- literally running around. I mean, I'd be running 100%. And um, so the sink on the show, um, it was, the water spout was opposite. Normally, you flip it up and it turns on. Well, this one, you, it was opposite. You turn it down and it turned on. But you, yeah. I didn't know. So I'm running around. And they always tell us, like, you know, don't worry about the dishes. Just, you know, we'll clean it up afterwards. Throw it on the floor. Whatever you got to do, you know, you and as a chef, you know, it's always like, oh, my God, we got to work clean. And we're yeah, trying yeah. To, so it's kind of different. So it's kind of this mind thing. But the sink was different. And the judge's table was right by right behind the sink. And so I'm running back and forth to the sink and I'm doing stuff. And all of a sudden I'm at the sink and I hear chef. And I'm like, what the, what's, what the heck's going on? Chef. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? And I look up and one of the judges, uh, I forgot her name, but she's on the Antique Road Show. I forgot what her actual name okay. is. Um, but she was like, shut the sink. And I looked down and the water was like, oh my God. Oh, man. I'm like, oh my God. Because it was opposite. I had thought I turned it off, but I really turned it on. And there's all kinds of crap in there. And I, you know, I'm like, oh my God. So I turned it off. Water was overflowing. They didn't, you know, you didn't see it, but yeah, it was fun. It was that one. And then uh, I was fortunate enough to do Chopped as well. Chopped was a good No was, shit. Yeah, Chopped was good. You know? We'll talk about that one quick. I'm going to pull these clips. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> don't, uh, don't judge me on Chopped. Okay. <laughs> because I'll tell you right now, my episode of Chopped was very, very controversial. It was probably, I think they had said it was like one of the, the top most controversial episodes in Chopped history. And it's because I have values and I have, you know, I, I, I try to stand for what I believe in. And so basically open the box, you know, uh, you start doing all this thing. And first round was, was whatever. It was amazing. I think I had venison and, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, the next round I had, uh, they had extended it. Normally it's like a half hour for the second round, but they extended it 45 or 15 minutes because we had a, you know, 12 pound turkey, right? And it cooked a whole turkey. It was a seasonal episode called Seasons Eatings. And um, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to cook this turkey. But what happened was, is they gave me turkey. They gave me like parsnips, marshmallows, like all this crazy stuff. So basically, and, and rutabagas. So I basically, but rutabagas are kind of bitter. You know, the marsh, it all worked. So I basically did a, 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 a rutabaga, uh, like puree with marshmallows and kind of like, like a fluff kind of style. Uh, but I made this puree in a blender, but there was only two blenders on set. So I make a puree, and, you know, the guy next to me says, you know, can I use the blender? And I said, sure, just make sure you take the puree out. I had, you know, blender, but I had three-quarters of it still in the blender. And I said, just take my puree out of the blender, please. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
he didn't. He literally took all of the same ingredients and threw them on top of all of my ingredients, and then he made his puree. <clears throat> well, didn't sit well with me. I'm like, guys, that's, he cheated. Like, come on, man, that's my stuff. And the judges were like, oh, yeah, your, your, your puree is great. And I said something like, yeah, because, I mean, I made it. I mean, it's my puree. So I was very um, boisterous. I, I, I definitely, you know, voiced my opinion, but it was a phenomenal time. It was super fun. Uh, and I feel like I, you know, I probably learned a lesson that if I if I would have just probably bit my tongue, I probably would have made it a little bit farther. But I also, you know, it's it's kind of that I look back on it, and now that I have children, and it was a good life lesson. It was a good life lesson for me. It was a good life lesson to learn probably when and if I should kind of keep my mouth shut or, you know, do I stand up for what I believe in? And I right. felt like the guy, I mean, the rules are the rules, you know, and, you know, do you stand up for what you believe in and, and follow the rules or not? I mean, listen, I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I, I can't say I've never broken a rule. Like, I mean, it is what it is. But I'm saying, you know, in terms of, you know, my children and growing and growing up and moving forward as a father. Yep. You know, that's, yep. you know, so that was that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then you can see, you'll see a lot of stuff on the news. I went to, you know, you know, uh, you know, good day morning, good day, you know, um, good morning, America, that kind of stuff. ABC, NBC, CBS, but. Well, Chef, I do think that uh, this is going to shed a lot of light on <clears throat> the Blakeside Social Club. Mm -hmm. I think it's 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 definitely going to put a spotlight on what this concept is going to be when it's finished. Mm -hmm. And I really think, you know, no, I had no idea your background was this. Oh, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, yeah. well, a lot of people open up restaurants yeah. and, you know, they don't have somebody of your caliber, you know, yeah, you know, behind the table making things happen. So yeah. I think it's really exciting. Yeah. I'm excited for the for the project to get up off the ground. I'm ready to yeah. uh, have some fun with brunch. Yeah, <laughs> you're, gonna, listen, you're gonna have a good time, you know. And it, you know, it, it not, you know, all of what you're saying, I'm super excited for and amazing. But on top of all of it, the opportunity that I feel like we're bringing to the community in terms of jobs and the economy and literally trying to really, you know, elevate a beautiful community. I mean. You know, Manistee is a beautiful spot. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And it's a good, wholesome place to be. And so if we can create an environment that has good food and kind of can help elevate who we are in, in, in the community, you know, there's just you know, birthday parties, anniversaries. You know, there's going to be spots outside for, you know, um, events, you know, and, and all of that. We want to make memories, you know, lasting memories. I know that you have a phenomenal memory of the space and in that area. And so, uh, you know, we'll probably end up talking at some point and say, Hey, what is, what do you remember eating there? Let's put some, let's, let's play with the menu and put something on the menu that will help have, have a memory for you, which would be kind of fun. You know? Yeah. I, I need to dig up some memorabilia. Yeah, old from, menus. From I'm sure they have food, right? I think that would be great. You know, I gotta, I gotta find some stuff, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll be cool. Yeah. I, I think you nailed it, Chef. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank, Thank you, for you so much. On. I appreciate this it. Is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Yep. Thank you.